0: Good evening everybody. My name is Jordan McCrone and this is episode 97 of Sodom and I. So we are going to start expanding a little bit on the podcast. You guys are going to start seeing my face. So I am talking about the farmer's mindset today. The farmer's mindset. Now normally I would have my physical bible but today, because it is quite a few, I'm going to read these, you know, the verses that support, you know, the notes that I took. It's going to be virtual, uh, hopping around. And it's just a lot. So we're going to use a physical Bible today because these are the resources that we have. Sorry if you hear Brooklyn about to eat. I have a dog. And if this is the first time... You're listening, you're viewing, welcome, Sodom and I. <laughs> so, Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 4 in NLT. Farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. If they watch every cloud, they never harvest. And then just two verses down in verse 6. Plant your seed in the morning and keep busy all afternoon. For you don't know if profit will come from one activity or another, or both, maybe both. So, the entire purpose of a farmer is to produce crops. So, what is the process of crop production? What does it consist of? You know, are, are there steps that you have to follow like everything else in the world? Yes. So the process in this order is tilling, which is to prepare and cultivate the land for crops, sowing, which is to plant the seeds by scattering it on or in the earth, manuring or fertilizing, which is to apply manure, organic matter, fertilizer to the land, irrigation, which is an artificial application of water On the land or soil. Weeding, that is the plucking or removal of the unwanted plants, the weeds. Harvesting is to gather a crop as a harvest. I don't normally like using the word in the definition, but we get it. Threshing, which is to separate grain from plant. And winnowing, which is to blow a current of air through the grain in order to remove the chaff, which is an inedible part of the plant. We don't want chaff, we want the grain. So, I wanted to relate the physical um, aspects of cultivation with the spiritual aspects of cultivation when it comes to... Doing God's will, uh, performing His word, you know, just applying it to our lives. So, tilling. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 11, in KJV. Because y'all know I like my KJV. He that tilleth his land shall be satisfied with bread, but he that followeth vain persons is void of understanding. How are we to tend the soil in which the word of God grows? Soil being our hearts. How can we nurture, guard, and till our minds, hearts, and attitudes so that they are suitable for increasing acceptance, understanding, and discernment? So we keep on growing in God's word. How do we do that? Well, We could read God's word. (laughs) And that goes back to being obedient, being submissive, like we were speaking on before. Um, You know, just being open, having a a soft heart. That's literally, wow, thank you. That's literally what tilling is. It's softening the land. Like, uh, I was watching videos. I was trying to do some studying, right? Basically, you can like till by land or you can use a machine till by land till by hand or use a machine or um you know have animals with this this like machine on the back of them that's dragging it across it's literally to soften the soil to soften the dirt that way the plants like the seeds that you sow which is number two that way they can like take root and have a better uh way to like grow they have more room to grow it's just easier for them to grow that way so the next one like i said sowing now we're going to go to luke chapter 8 verses or verse 11 nkjv now the parable is this the seed is the word of god and then second corinthians chapter 9 verse 10 also an nkjv now may he who supplies the seed to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. I heard this in church in this eight. This was probably the whole reason why I decided to write this up ep- or er, why I decided to, to put this down for me to speak on on the podcast. Sowing is a spiritual process. Harvest is manual labor. He ate with that one. Sowing is a spiritual process. Harvest is manual labor. Now we're going to go to manuring, right? Now back back to Luke, but chapter 13, verses 6 through 9. And this is a parable, parable that Jesus told. You know, we love Jesus' parables over here. Verse 6, and this is an AMPC. And he told, him, he told them this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it, but did not find any. So he said to the vine dresser, see here. For these three years, I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree, and I find none. Cut it down. Why should it continue also to use up the ground to deplete soil intercept the sun and take up room but he replied to him leave it alone sir just just this one more year till I dig around it and put manure on the soil to fertilize the soil then perhaps it will bear fruit after this but if not you can cut it down and out right the purpose of manuring Is to supply nutrients to the soil and facilitate plant growth. It improves the soil profile and its water holding capacity. So it enhances the soil. Manure, which is poop of some sort of animal, fertilizer, it it improves the soil profile and increases its water holding capacity. So Jesus gives us an example of this. In Luke chapter 8, verses 4 through 15. And I wanted to leave that one for you guys to read. But basically, um, I just read. Yeah, he Jesus is explaining himself in a parable. He said a parable. And then his disciples were like, what does this mean? I literally don't understand what you're saying. But... When Jesus originally told this parable, his closest disciples did not understand it. Jesus did some cultivating. He did a little tilling and fertilizing right on the spot. By teaching them and explaining the meaning of the parable, he prepared the soil so his disciples would be able in time to understand, persevere, and bear fruit. So pause right there. I like for this stuff to be interactive because I don't want to be the source of the, you know, the the biblical knowledge that you guys get. I want to be the inspiration. I want to plant a seed, but don't, you know, I don't want to be like, oh, I need this. Let me go see what Jordan say. Let me go listen to Sodom and I. Uh, The glory is not mine. It belongs to the Lord belongs to God I can't do nothing without him right he's the one who pushed me to do this camera stuff because if it was up to me I'd still be behind my little microphone <laughs> but uh you know we're just working on growing and I, I think the 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 very first verse actually really really uh inspired me to even like hop in front of the camera farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant if they watch every cloud, they never harvest. I still do want to get a laptop. I still do want to get a microphone and a camera. That way it can be, you know, more professional and whatnot. But at the end of the day, if I wait to get the money for that stuff, or you know, if I wait until I'm able to get it, I never reap a harvest. Like if this is your first episode, um, tuning in. I love to use myself as an example, <laughs> love it. So sewing, now manuring, I gotta scroll back down. There we go. So manuring, are we manuring the soil properly with prayer? Are we preparing it with meditation? Are we building up the soil with the study of the Bible? Are we assembling ourselves together to till the soil with encouragement and teaching? Do we read history, theology and other subjects to help us develop our minds and attitude in the understanding of God's word? The product, excuse me, the production of good crops is not something we can simply take for granted. Consistent, diligent work, intentional Consistent, diligent, intentional work on the soil is required if we are to bring in robust crops and build production. Irrigation, this is number three. It's number four. No, it's number three. Tilling, sowing, manuring, irrigation. (laughs) It's four. John chapter seven, verses 38 through 39 NKJV. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the spirit whom those believing in him would receive. For the for the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. First Corinthians chapter 12 verse 13 NKJV. For by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13, the apostle Paul writes that all believers, all believers have been given the Holy Spirit to drink. The original Greek word for given a drink literally means to irrigate. When you irrigate a piece of ground, you saturate it with water. So, it's not a it's not a coincidence that in John literally uh out of his heart will flow rivers of living water, saturated with the Holy Spirit. Just <clears throat> on everybody that's what it's meant for it's not just it's when jesus died everybody he died for everybody's sins not just one nation not just for jewish people not not just for uh uh gentiles but for everybody everybody is allowed to drink From the living water, right? That Jesus is good. He died for us, y'all. That's insane. How many of us would die for people that we don't know? Probably not a lot. (laughs) Some of us are probably like, ah, depends on the circumstance. Probably not a lot of us would do that, but Jesus did. Right now, weeding... Matthew chapter 13, verses 37 through 39. Jesus replied, the son of man is the farmer who plants the good seed. So before this, taking another pause, Jesus gave another parable and the disciples were like, what does this mean? Who's that? What does this represent? So he said, the son of man is a farmer who plants the good seed. The field is the world, and the good seed represents the people of the kingdom. The weeds are the people who belong to the evil one. And the enemy, the enemy who planted the weeds among the wheat is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world, and the harvesters are the angels. And I wanted to put the verse that, um, that backed that up. But I started to go down a rabbit hole because I like doing that with with my Bible. But it is in Revelation where um, where Jesus says that um, like it's time for reaping. Basically, you know, it's it's uh, it's time for reaping and we say the harvest. I mean, that's towards the end, but you know, it's time time to harvest the ones you know separate the the good from the bad. You know, all that good stuff let me not say the good from the bad, let me say separate his children from the people who are not his children, right? So the weeds suffocate any application of God's truth and promises in your life. In our worry, pursuit and desires, we forget the promises of God, that he is sovereign and in control. Complete control. Sovereign means uh, supreme authority. Supreme authority. Then, of course, there's weed killer, right? Oh, my bad. Look, I I don't be editing none of this stuff. If you see me mess up, congratulations. (laughs) We worry and grow our weeds instead of praying and applying truth, pulling out the weeds to our lives on a regular basis. Now... Then, of course, there's weed killer, which when applied correctly, it says on the bottle, we'll get rid of all types of weeds. We as believers have the best weed killer. It does not get any better than this. It sure does not. See, uh, weeds often have their roots built into the fear in our hearts. Everyone knows That if you do not pull out the roots of the weed, the weed will continue growing. Killing off any roots with weed killer is a good spiritual gardening principle. It is preventative of weeds establishing in our fear. Growing in our understanding and experiencing the perfect love of Jesus in our lives is the weed killer we need to eliminate. Any weeds of life. Becoming established in our fear. Fear is a natural tendency of ours, but we do not have to allow anxiety and worry to grow up out of that fear. Then I'd also like to add, I don't think I put this specific verse, I think I put the next verse in here on um, February 14th. 1 John chapter 4, verse 18, NKJV. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. Mm. God is love. And when we say the fear of God, we're talking about the awe and reverence, not like I'm afraid. Even though, like, you should probably keep that in mind and not try God. (laughs) I was thinking about that phrase, um, you know, I am uh, fearfully and wonderfully made. And when I hear that, when we hear that, I hope we don't mean like, well, when I hope we don't think that when God, you know, created us, that he wanted people to be afraid of us. He made us to love others we can't we can't be walking around and have people afraid of us. He means that we're made in his image and it's just like, wow, like don't you find it amazing how like God just orchestrated everything to work perfectly like hand in hand like our hearts pump the blood in our bodies and our lungs are meant for you know the air and the oxygen that pump it in it's just awesome, it's literally beautiful everything how everything works together but now harvesting right proverbs chapter 10 please relax i got a dog please chill hello thank you please don't bark i love you proverbs chapter 10 verse 5 nkjv he who gathers in summer is a wise son but he who sleeps in the harvest is a son who causes shame. Matthew chapter 9, verses 37 to 38. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. So we can clearly see in these passages and many more in the Bible that harvesting requires work and not everyone is willing to work for the harvest that God has in store for us. And now I will say, I myself, before like really attending church and actually walking with God, before getting serious about my walk with Christ, I heard harvest and I thought, rain down, (laughs) you know, on me. Love. Like I, I'm over here thinking like it's just gonna <laughs> no I gotta dig and I gotta get my hands dirty and I probably gotta put on some gloves and wipe the sweat off my brow and everything. I gotta work for it. I can't just expect God to drop it in my lap. So like this this clearly clearly indicates that we have to labor I don't know if y'all ever labored before, but labor for the harvest. And that's okay because the harvest truly, truly is plentiful. I'll be one of the few laborers though. I'm down to do it. I'm willing. Not everyone is willing to work. I'm willing to work, Lord. Now threshing. This is the second to last one. I believe this is number seven because there's eight steps in cultivating. Uh, Joel, chapter 2, verse 24, NKJV. The threshing floors shall be full of wheat and the vats shall overflow with new wine and oil. Isaiah, chapter 41, verse 15, NKJV. Behold, I will make you into a new threshing sledge with sharp teeth. You shall thresh the mountains and beat them small and make the hills like chafe. Luke chapter 3, verse 17, NKJV. Although the last verse, his winnowing, my Lord, his winnowing fan in his hand, and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather the wheat into his barn, but the chafe will he burn with unquenchable fire. Although the last verse mentions a final step, it goes back into describing the threshing floor, which has the edible wheat scattered across it. We can also think of threshing as sanctification, like I was talking about earlier. Instead of like, ah, good, bad, God sets us apart. Sanctification, or God setting us apart, uh, who does and does not belong to him, right? And now winnowing. We, did, we heard a little bit about this um, literally in the last verse, but Luke chapter 3, verse 17, NLT. He is ready to separate the chafe from the wheat with his winnowing fork. Then he will clean up the threshing area, gathering the wheat into his barn, but burning the chafe with never-ending fire. And then Isaiah chapter 41, verse 16. You shall winnow them, and the wind shall carry them away, and the whirlwind shall scatter them. You shall rejoice in the Lord and glory in the Holy One of Israel. Right, so winnowing is blowing away the inedible parts, right? And then in here, in more times than one, we can see them being burned with fire, And that's also in one of those earlier passages with um, when Jesus was given the parable about the man and then his enemy came and planted like weeds overnight. He woke up, there was weeds everywhere. His servants were like, "Uh, should we pull these weeds up? And the master was like, no, we're going to leave them and let them grow. And then because like if we pull them up now, then we're also going to uproot you know, the plants that we harvested, which is exactly what the enemy wanted. So he said, no, we're gonna wait till everything, you know, comes out. And then when we harvest, we're gonna separate it, we're gonna tie them up, and then we're gonna burn it. Right? And I just found this very interesting because my church's anniversary, I'm wearing a shirt now, mmm, Oasis. My church's anniversary was this past Sunday and the visiting pastor that we had was speaking on uh, spiritual farming, spiritual cultivation, and he—he he was the one who said the um, sowing is a spiritual process, harvest is manual labor. I was like, oh, I said I gotta write this down. That—that that was a bar. And then it just got me into thinking and then God was just like, mm, 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 mm. I just feel like sometimes the Lord puts so much in my head and I'm like, I li- I have to share this, <laughs> which is the whole reason I started this podcast. And I am just very appreciative of wherever God wants us to go. And like I the same way I don't edit none of the audio podcasts. If this is your first episode, I did say this is episode 97 you can hear me from episode one if you want to, but I'm not going to post all that on YouTube. I'm just grateful of where this started and wherever God wants it to go. And I hope that you guys stick around for the journey because I'm excited. <laughs> and with that being said, uh, you guys stay a blessing to other people. I pray that you stay blessed and I love you. Is that Glitter. Yes, I love you, but God loves you so, 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 so much more than I do. Have a great night.